Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river Speech therapy being one of them, and yeah. you are discriminating against. A I'm not student discriminating. Of speech therapy. <laughs> if I'm discriminating against anything, it's against people with crappy hearing. Well, th- then that's me too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. Wait, is it? <laughs> it's three howdies. Three howdies. I remember yeah. that part. Okay. Not sponsors. Do you not have not sponsors? Sponsor? No, but I'll think of one. Okay, I'll, I'll go first then. Okay. Uh, town then thing or thing then town. It doesn't really matter. It matters. I mean, we follow. Here's the thing, I promise you, we do one more than the other, but I, I also promise we mess it up a lot. It's I once upon a time and then town. It, it is sometimes. Most of the time, it's that. most of the time because a lot of times there's a thing and then yeah. it transitions into the town that the thing happened or vice versa. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> I I maintain that it's dealer's choice. All right. Well, then do All right. We're good then. Yeah. Then you do whatever you need to do. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. Howdy, 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 howdy everyone. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tex-ish, the show about some things Texas. And some things not. We are excited to be back after our first one-week hiatus of all time. We were exhausted last week. We were driving through Colorado, through a little bit of New Mexico, and I look over at Gunner and I'm like, we're not getting it done today, Where are we? It's just not going to happen. It, it, was, it was the first time. I looked at your tired, <laughs> battered body, and I realized the only way we were going to do a Texas episode that day is if I shoved my hand up your butt. And worked, and it worked like, you like a, and like honestly, a Muppet. And yeah. honestly, my butt was so tight. It was so tight. I don't think I could have got my hand in. Yeah, it was, it, it was a good day to not force it. Yeah. And now we're back. And now we're back. And we've got your not sponsors coming at you. Who's our first not sponsor? Our first not sponsor of this episode of Texish is Dry Aged Beef. Dry Aged Dry Beef. Aged Beef, the most wonderful food I have ever consumed. Dry, Dry Aged beef. beef. Did you think that sex was cool? You haven't had Dry, Dry Aged, aged beef. beef. You will ditch all other forms of beef once you've had Dry, Dry Aged, aged beef. beef. Seriously, like I have not had it. Yeah. And I finally had it. Yeah. And I kind of got it. You they know? were like, hey, let's take steak, which yeah. is great. Already amazing. And let's wait. And then we'll eat it later. And we'll eat it later. And Oh my gosh. Isn't it amazing? I we went to Jake Carver's yep. for a little date night yeah. action. You are the second person I've sent there. And keep sending people I there. Will. We sat at the ca- at the oyster bar, had some oysters, and we got the fifty day dry aged New York yes, strip. You did. We even cooked it medium. Yeah. Because we were splitting it and Jenny likes it. A little, a little more, more. Than, yeah. And I was willing to yeah. do so because mm. I thought, you know, they, they know what they're doing back there. Yeah. I have my way. Dude, when I say I teared up eating this steak from first bite to last, mm-hmm. I'm not exaggerating. Oh, yeah. Dry aged beef. Dry aged beef. It is a work of art. I, uh, so it's God's gift to us, it, really. It's literally God's gift. Uh, ben Franklin used to say that beer was proof not only that God existed, but that he loved us. 
and I I say nay nay. Dry aged beef. <laughs> Proof that God exists. Dry aged beef. You'll slap your pastor and your mother. Dry aged beef. Who's our other not sponsor? <laughs> our other not sponsor is Metal Water Bottles. Metal, metal Water bottles. bottles. You ever stop really fast at a stoplight and your metal water bottle breaks your windshield? Metal, metal Water, water bottles. bottles. Metal Water Bottles. Did you forget your foam roller? Metal, metal Water bottles. bottles. Do you want to disturb the peace? Metal, metal Water Bottles. bottles. <laughs> you like dating hippie chicks? Metal, metal Water bottles. bottles. Is that an, a weapon or a water bottle? Metal, metal Water Bottles. <laughs> You'll still forget it. Dude, I anytime <laughs> I get out of my car and I drop my hydro flask, yeah. which is a metal, metal water bottle, bottle, I'm like, I just disturb so many people. Or when you drop it in the grocery store and it's just like It's the worst. That was a great impression. I felt like I was there. I it sounded like you I really set the scene. It sounded like I dropped. I could smell the the HEB tortillas. Ooh, oh, yeah. I love do the warm when they have them in the warmers mm-hmm. and you put your hands in them. So this is my move. This is what I do most days for breakfast. Now I take the fresh HEB tortilla. Ooh. I've got two skillets going. I got my cast iron on my nonstick. I scramble uh-huh. my eggs in my nonstick, okay. and then I've got that cast iron on medium, and I'm just heating tortillas as I'm Ooh. as I'm cooking. You know, good call. Brown or black spots. So I go for like right on the edge of black got it yeah yeah so, so dark each, dark brown the, and i'm not really looking at color i'm waiting until the tortilla puffs up I get and then it. i flip it you and don't see I... color i get it <laughs> oh no okay. way to virtue signal i see color <laughs> uh, yep <laughs> um, brought to you by colorblind brought to you by can't even say it <laughs> <laughs> uh wait so you eggs tortilla yeah. eggs tortilla and any number of hot, you know, hot mm-hmm. sauces. Okay. Um, Have you tried the Korean uh, fermented chili flakes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are a staple. I've those are about to become a staple in my diet. I not love to those. be super polarizing. Most of my breakfasts are eggs and kimchi. How is that polarizing? I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't like kimchi. Those people have never tried it. That kimchi is one of those foods that when people really say do. they don't like it, they've never had. They've it. never had it. It's not that they don't like it. They've just never had it. It's the perfect combination of salty, spicy, crunchy, and a little and a little, little funky. A little bit of it's that crunch that. and f- funk. It's yeah, so good. The uh, depth of flavor you get from that is parallel to nothing and else. And it's I've one found. of the only condiments you can put on anything. You really can. It really, goes. It goes with breakfast, anything. lunch, dinner. You can put it on Dessert. almost anything. If I made they, I made an entire stew with like pork and uh, bone broth, and then I threw in like a bottle of kimchi. Did you stew it with it, or was that a finisher? I stewed it with it for about 10 minutes to add heat it through. Add a little funk Yeah, add a little funk, mm. add, add some cat. It was, That's it good. was. All right, I'll tell you what I made last night. What did you make last too, night before we get dude, too far okay, into it? okay, so I got the, shouts out, Shirtail Creek Farms. They do a caveman blend. Yeah. 20% liver, 20% heart, 60% beef, so like right. the muscle meat. I like that. Got that in the pan uh, with some ghee, salted ghee specifically. Yeah. Threw some Malden salt and pepper on top. Mm-hmm. Browned that up. Made some rice and chicken broth. Yeah. I never use water for rice. I've gotten to where I just do broth for the rice. Mm-hmm. Gives it a bit of flavor. Sure, I like a little it. more flavor, a little more. Some little rice, more black beans, no salt. Just put yeah. take them out of the can, dump them in there. Sure. Do you We're rinse good. your black beans? Is that a thing? It, it is. I you know uh, some people do, some people don't. Mine are in a can. Okay. I, there, there's no. I yeah. dump it out of the out of the can. Right. I'm a step away from putting the can on the stove. Right. You know, like One, I'm that guy. You know, lid off and then and shoot. Yeah, cool. I drain a little bit of the water. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I drain that. And so... See, I'm a rinse my beans guy. Okay. Like through, from the can, I'll usually rinse them off. 
Hmm. I don't know why. I just always have. I wonder what that says about your sexuality. But uh, <laughs> that was so mean. Wow. Wow. What? I. <laughs> what does that even mean? It means nothing. That was a horror. I'm sorry. Man, I'm going to have to sit with that for a minute. Just let it go. Not going to be able to. I, I don't have a filter. I'm, I'm going right? to hold on to that for my, a while. My, my brain, no worky. My, my brain, no worky. Uh, what does it mean? <laughs> it meant nothing. Is Seth rinsing these women off? What is happening? <laughs> Are you? I mean, maybe. Depends on where they came D- from. Depends. <laughs> um, and so I got all that, you yeah. know, cooked, threw it in a bowl, a little bit of kale on top. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I put kale on stuff because I feel like I'm supposed to. Sure. But I don't really. Dude, I'll be honest. Um, I haven't had just like, I haven't been cooking with just vegetables lately. I. Vegetables are dumb, but uh, I, I put it in the there, part, yeah. so it's like, look, there's greens. Yeah. Put that in there, and I then I did fish. the fermented chili flakes yeah. and a little bit of honey. Yeah. Mixed it all up. That's oh. the key. That's the key. So good. Heck yeah. Duh. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, listeners. Now, where, where can we get the Caveman Blend? Uh, Caveman Blend, Shirtail Creek Farms. They cool. have their open pastures retail store that just opened on Old Torf. Open Tuesdays through Saturdays. You can find them at the South Austin Farmer's Market in Sun Valley on Saturdays and the Mueller Farmer's Market on Sundays. Oh, excellent. So go check them out. Go check that out. Probably need to get someone from there. Yeah, I mean, on the, well, it, we it, need to do a Texas go. If only we had a podcast where we could highlight local people. Local people doing cool stuff. <laughs> Speaking of highlighting, Speaking of you highlighting, hear about one time in Texas history. Once upon a time in Texas history. Once upon a time, the Luby's shooting. The Luby's shooting. Li- the, ter- the thing, the right. event is the Luby's shooting. That is the event. The Luby shooting was a mass shooting that took place on October 16th, 1991 mm-hmm. at a Luby's cafeteria in Killeen, Texas. Oh, wow. The perpetrator, George Hennard, drove his pickup truck through the front window of the restaurant. He shot and killed 23 people and wounded 27 others. I'm assuming they were all above the age of 73. <laughs> he had a brief shootout with police refused their orders to surrender and fatally shot himself. Wow. So aggressive. Super aggressive. That's a bold move. That is a I like furs more than Luby is kind of move. Is that what that did first hire somebody to I don't know. Dude. Um and at the time the shooting was the deadliest mass shooting by a lone gunman in US history being surpassed 16 years later by the Virginia Tech shooting. Wow. So there was a period of history. Do you think it's just cuz all the patrons were so slow moving? They weren't very agile, that's for no, sure. Uh, Do you think he had like a bad fish stick and just decided just, to take just it out held of the it world? Him. I'm wondering. Uh, Does it give any type of reasoning or motivation? He okay. So I'm reading a little bit further now. Sure. I've only been reading the opening of this story. Um, Texas podcast. George Super Hennard, well researched. Well, I did research the event. Um, he was an unemployed former merchant seaman, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just pretty much went crazy. Wow. And decided to take the crazy to Luby's Cafe. Just really hates old people. The sad part here is like... The one sad part? (laughs) One of the sad parts. One of the sad parts. Remove Luby's and just say, there was a shooting in Killeen, Texas in the 90s. You'd be like... Yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually fair. And then when you say where and you say Luby's, you're like, whoa. Whoa. When I say Luby's, what do you smell? Oh, Other man. than decaying bodies, I smell I smell carpet and green beans. 
Yeah. I, and Am the I wrong? carpet that's the, like concrete. The, yeah, that's like concrete. Like it's, if you fall, you're gonna really scrape dude, some it's stuff be, up. It's it's basically the first iteration of astroturf. It, honestly, yeah, like honestly, man. yeah. Oh, just that purple. Because they want that traction. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You fall. can't. You can't yeah. have people falling at Luby's. <laughs> that's that's a disaster. That's all. That's shooting at Luby's. Somebody falling it. If you got a guy at Luby's, it's just like on the sidelines, ready to catch. Yeah, somebody. they have earthquake insurance at Luby's because yeah. they're like, if anything shakes, yeah, we're just gonna say everyone's an going down. Yeah, yeah, all these bones are shattering. L- Luby's is basically Chuck E. Cheese for old people. When you think about it, yeah, they even know. have like a frequent flyer card. <laughs> How old do you have to be to get the discount? Probably sixty-five. I think sixty-five. Yeah. yeah. Who decided that was the cutoff for seniors? Like, it's probably the guy. You know I mean, what? Sixty-five. That's if you make it there, we'll we'll pay you a little the bit. The crazy thing we'll, is, you know, a you know, hundred years ago, sixty-five was what this guy. Yeah, this guy. He's getting real. Old. Um. Yeah. Oh man, I'm pretty sure Luby's is also the only restaurant you can still smoke in. <laughs> not that they allow it, but they're just not going to stop. They're it. not going to stop it. It's one of those. Yeah. It's like when high schoolers drink in the house. You know, yeah. like if you're going to do it. Well, it's like every every town here. has that hill that all the yeah. high schoolers party uh-huh. on, and everybody in the town knows where that hill is, including the police officers. Nine times out of ten, they're just like, we have better things to do, they're kids, whatever. Whatever. Same thing, Lubies, they're like, look, they're 95, they're not going to change. Let them smoke. We might as well leave the cigarette tray on the table. Yeah, it's f- It'll less keep work, things cleaner. Less work for us yeah. keeps them coming back. Luby shooting. Luby shooting. 1991. Clean Texas. That is that is definitely once upon a time in that Texas. That is once history. upon a time. I want to see that. When's turn. the last time you went to a Luby's? Last time I went to a Luby's, I was probably eight years old. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Because we used to go to the Luby's by the hospital when I was a mm-hmm. kid. Because yeah. you drive to Midland, go to the doctor, Luby's. go to Luby's, go home. There you go. Get that corn in the little plastic. Yeah, <laughs> little yeah plastic get the tray. little plastic tray of corn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the jello. The, je- the jello. Uh, the yeah. jello just shake, just I know, wobbly. man. Just always wobbly. But again, the seniors must, I mean, they're like, yeah. I'm lubies. Am I going to get red, blue, man. green? They I, have, might, I might get red and green today. I might, I, might grab, I might grab the one that has a cool whip on I top. I took my insulin. I'm good to go. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Right. Who's, our, who's uh, our badass this week, man? Uh, you no, 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 badass. I have badass, yeah. yeah. Uh, small town of the small week town, yeah. is uh, one of our favorite places okay. to drive around, apparently. Okay. Um, Dumas, Texas. Dumas, Texas. Not to be confused with dumbass Texas. Right, which du- is basically anywhere in Texas. In or near Dumas. Occasionally. Dumas, Texas is a city in Moore County, Texas, United States. The population was 14,501. Oh, relatively big small As town. of the 2020 census. Nice. This is the first 2020 census that, that we've, we've covered, had yeah. on this show. Uh, it's the county seat of Moore County, located about 40 miles north of Amarillo. The city is named for its founder, Louis Dumas, uh, died in 1923. That's name. Dumas Avenue, the main uh, thoroughfare, is also United States Highway 287 and 87. Window on the Plains Museum, which offers exhibits on Moore County in the Texas Panhandle, is located on South Dumas Avenue. And one more fun little fact about Dumas. A large meatpacking plant in Cactus is the major employer for the Moore County area. Mm-hmm. The plant was formerly owned by Swift and is now owned by a Brazilian conglomerate, JBS USA. The plant processes up to 5,000 head of cattle per day and is predominantly an immigrant workforce. Fascinating. I know, right? 
So it's named after uh, somebody. How would you like to grow up with the last name Dumas? Not at all. <laughs> I can't imagine that would I'm, be fun. I'm sure that all the schoolboys were. Super I realize. Nice. I realize that's a low hanging fruit for make being made fun of. Yeah. But you're gonna take it. But that's. I mean. That's the point. How right? smart is a ten year old? So it's like, uh, do you do you get ahead of it and go, hey, I'm Henry Dumas, I'm a dumbass. Like, how do you? That's how probably do you... how you do that. Yeah. But because of the way humans work, he didn't figure that out until he was like 28. Right. Like he spent 27 years. Like, why does everyone call me dumbass? Well, I'm sure he knew why. Well, but like, why, why won't, won't they, they stop? stop? And, yeah. and then, then he finally realized, wait, I'm just so when he was if running, I just like if I'm just I'm Louis dumbass. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean. Dumas. Dumas. Oh, then, I do it too. Yeah. And then everyone like, has no Whoa. power. Yeah, we can't make fun of him yeah. now. It's the eight mile <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> F a papa doc, F a clock, F everybody. That was good. That uh, was almost like a weird Al Yankovic version. Just uh, yeah, you know, it's you a know. weird Al Eminem. Um, <laughs> weird Eminems. <laughs> Those are called Skittles. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> Taste the flame, right, though. Uh, who was our badass? So our Texas badass of the week was born on December 5th in 1994. Don't you dare. No. In Odessa County Hospital. No, 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 Young blue-eyed baby came screaming into the world. His name's Gunner Mother Effin' Rogers. Hello. And he is our Texas badass of the week. Because he ran a hundred miles, I ran walks. You miles. ran walked. <laughs> you ran the Leadville One Hundred. Oh yeah. You completed one of the toughest, most grueling, crazy races in the United States. That race was brutal, man. <laughs> and we've look. What else were we going to talk about? Yeah, today? it's fair. It's fair. So fair. for a second, before we get into the actual race and all those things, I do want to highlight you Aww. as a Texas badass because you embodied every single thing everybody's ever said about what it means to be a Texan to get this race done. From the inception when you were 17, reading Born to Run, deciding in that moment that you would one day run the Leadville 100 and those next 10 years leading up to it. <laughs> Everything you did took you one step closer. I appreciate that, brother. And it would have been so easy to quit at so many different points. And nobody would have blamed you. Yeah. I would have I would have blamed me. But you sucked it up. And you got it done. That. And for that reason, you are this week's Texas badass. It's an honor um to be a recipient of the highest esteemed award and Thank you so much, big brother. And you're welcome. Uh, for for those of you that don't know or follow me on Instagram, today I made a post for Big Brother himself, but literally would not have been able to get to the start line without Seth. He was with me every day for 12 days straight as we camped in Leadville, worked in Leadville, structured every single day around what I needed, around what. We had to do to be ready for race day, to be ready food wise, whatever it was. Um, Seth was there and throughout the race was so humble in the way that he coordinated the crew and kept everybody updated and going. And, you know, the, the humility to listen to Jenny when he needed to listen to Jenny, the humility to lead when he needed to lead, just every everything you could have done to get me across the finish line you did. And I'm so thankful for that. And I could not have done it without you. Thank you very much. No, you could not have. 
I, no, <laughs> no. Like, it, okay, <laughs> and I don't say that with with any ego. Uh, watching the race means that you see everybody doing it. Yeah, and it's so unbelievably clear that this is one of those things that you need people around you to complete. Uh huh. Even the guy who won mm-hmm. needed his crew guy there for that little nutrition hit, that little yeah. change of to socks, hand like, him to back, hand him his to stuff. To hand him his hydro vest as he ran Like, on, like honestly, yeah. that I mm-hmm. saw them doing the exchanges, the people who were, like, top three. Mm-hmm. They needed the people running with them, putting things on, taking things off, so yeah. that they didn't have to stop. And, exactly. And it, from, that, from that level all the way down to, like, your friend, like, Don, mm-hmm. they need people there motivating them. Yeah. They need people there who can say, okay, you've rested as long as you can, we have to go, mm-hmm. you know, Cycling you and nutrition. Your, you have your goal you have in mind. Keeping you on track. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh and it is it's interesting to be involved in that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh you feel kind of like an NASCAR pit crew. I it kind of is that way. And I mean, even Jenny has told me the story. Y'all were at a gas station mm-hmm. probably I think ten PM. Something like that. So, yeah. you know, getting into yeah. the meat the of meat of it, the yeah. night. And some I think someone said something about like, man, I'm actually kind of tired. Sure, you know, yeah. Like, and the guy in front of you at the gas station turned around and said, "I've run Leadville, and I've crewed Leadville, and I've crewed Leadville. This is my second time crewing Leadville. Crewing is harder than running." And I understand what he means. It's I certainly agree not. With it. <laughs> it's certainly not as hard on on your body actually. But the mental toll is different. Oh, and I, yeah. I would argue harder because as a runner, you're like, all right, one foot in front of the other, run the and course. That's what I said. Like, yeah. all I have to do on race day is run forward. Exactly. It, like, because as you just said, you know, even the top three guys, they're running and their crew is like yeah. taking stuff off of them. But there were points, well, there were a lot of points where Walker, Nick, and Jenny, my pacers, were hand feeding me. I need, yeah. I didn't even have to think about eating. Yeah. Because someone else was just putting food in my mouth. Mm-hmm. The heart, like, and that's important. And that's very important. Yeah. Or like you guys at each cruise station, like having to just wait and yeah. think through. He was in this condition when we last saw him. Where? Yeah. How is he going to be when he gets here? Where are the socks? Where's this? Where's that? What are all the things? Like yeah. I'm not had. The hard part for me was training. Doing the race was actually the quote the easiest the easy part, part because, because you you trained for two years. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's just all right. Now let's just run forward. Let's just rip it. So and there is um I do want to take a second just to really truly highlight the integrity, the character, and uh the unbelievable force of love that the crew had mm-hmm. for you. More than anybody, Jenny showed up, mm-hmm. and I say that to highlight her critical input mm-hmm. on all things, yeah. from organizing your drop bags to turning it, turning medical mode on when it was necessary. <laughs> Unfortunately, she was she was crew queen, man. Yeah, she she had it under queen. control, yeah. uh, and I I admire and respect that. So mm-hmm. really huge shout out to her, Love you, because babe. she she didn't get the benefit of having been there. Yeah. For, I mean, for she was there weeks. for a day, for a and, a day and, a half and a half before it was go time, yeah. and that's that's harder. Like and that is means, harder. It means she had to rely on me to yeah. give her information about terrain, about what was happening, about where you were, mm-hmm. and those things were out of her control, yeah. and not just her control, but her frame of reference. Mm-hmm. I at least knew what you were going through, and where terrain wise, and where yeah. you were, mm-hmm. and what to expect. Yeah, she didn't, and that type of uncertainty can cause a lot of stress in most people. And she handled it so mm-hmm. well. So oh, yeah. Huge well, I, shout out to her. Huge, huge shout out to all of the tailors showing up, showing out, helping <sighs> in time. such huge ways. 
Um, shout out to mom and dad, for, mom and dad for powering through the entire night. Yeah, I literally, I thought they were going to go I, home. Yeah, I thought they were going to go home. I, they never did. They never did. <laughs> Apparently at one point our mom was sitting Indian style mm-hmm. on the ground. On the ground. Asleep. Mm-hmm. And then shot, her and dad shot awake when I came into that oh, last aid station. You should have seen, I really wish we had <laughs> it on camera at May Queen. When dad woke up, he was in the chair, which yeah. we, we brought one chair for you. We did. Yeah. We just like, we were parked so far away. Well, I'm also sure y'all were so tired. We of were so tired. Packing, um, unpacking. Well, and, and legitimately, like, we were about a mile away. Yeah. Uh, a little less, but we were about a mile away from the site. And mm-hmm. just the thought of carrying four chairs. Yeah. It was exhausting. <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to get them back. Yeah. So we took one chair that was that was going to be for you whenever you got there, and dad dad ended up being the last person to sit down in that chair, and he fell asleep. So as you were coming in, we're we're waking him up, and I don't know if you've ever seen this the you know uh, whenever Tyson Fury was fighting Deontay Wilder, yeah. he gets knocked down and uh-huh. he's out uh-huh. for you know an eight count, and on nine he boom just Undertaker <laughs> rises up, and dad in the same fashion just. Boom! He was yep. like a skeleton <laughs> in a haunted house. I think I think everyone pushed their limits Dude, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we I think we all pushed a limit of some kind, yep. of some sort. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm still huge team effort. But again, all all glory goes to the runner. Mm, well, to for, God, for but... King, well, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we're all you know we all have God in us. So, yeah, uh... you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was a. Uh... It was an experience like no other. You're still recovering. I'm still mentally sort of... I now have the mental energy to be depressed. Yeah. (laughs) For a while, I'm sure you didn't. Like, oh, all last week, I was out of it. Just all I could really do was process the day itself. Yeah. But, yeah, it wasn't really until today that I've had the mental energy to be up and down a little bit just that mental yeah tension i think as an endurance athlete specifically that we all have from a like i just finished a race Mm -hmm. i need to rest but what but but what about the next you know like just i mean i'm really having to fight to not think about the next thing Mm -hmm. which is hard because we're back in Austin and we just had this great adventure in Colorado and you know, for 20 days, it felt like we were doing something we were made to do from Mm -hmm. making content with Juan to location scouting to thinking through creative stuff and then also executing the race. The plan was not executed from like the original plan, but sure. That also doesn't help the like. Well, when's the next race? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it. You know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but getting back home and suddenly <laughs> lacking a defined purpose has led to a bit of a spiral. Yeah, for I, me. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you came in today yeah. and you were like, "I'm depressed." Yeah, which finally it gave me the opportunity to be like, "Yeah." And part, you know, part of it is, um, I mean, I have to say just lacking the mountain view, not being in that air, not uh-huh. being in that place, mm-hmm. you know, Austin's great, but it's not, it's not the mountains. It's not the mountains. It's not it, the mountains of Leadville, Colorado. There's so uh, many people. So, there's so many I, people I and it's felt, so hot. It is so hot. 
<laughs> it's pretty hot. It's and so hot. I mean, not. I'm gonna sound like a little baby, but Please, let's go. I have felt so overwhelmed by how many cars and people there are since yeah. we got back. Yeah. And I, I feel almost bad because for almost two years now, Jenny has been like, "There's too many people here." Yeah, and you know, you're like, "Whatever." Yeah. I I mean, for lack of a better word, yeah. I'm like, ah, it's yeah. it's not that many. We have our little pockets. We can escape. Sure. She is freaking right. Like, there's yeah. there's too many there's people too many here, people, man. There, and I'm one of them. And but mm-hmm. I, I've just never felt so overwhelmed with a feeling of I want to get out of here. So here's the question, because we both are in alignment in that. Yeah. What do we do? What's next? I don't know. What's the move? Do I we, mean, do what's we... what sucks is we just toured what'll yeah. probably be our studio. Yeah. In a month, like. So I guess the real question is, does this go away? Do we try and create purpose here or do we make an exit plan? Uh, I think we take about a month to six weeks Yeah, to finish some of the stuff that we were working on in Leadville. Like yeah. we've got strong coffee yeah. content to finish. We've got some stuff to send people. We've got mm-hmm. some projects to wrap up. Absolutely. And like fully do those. And then probably think through, you know... What does the future look like? What does the future look like? Is it time to ring Austin out for all it's worth? Yeah. For us in this period of life and then get out of here. Like, because we talk, I mean, we had a long time to talk on the way back. Yeah. And I think our vision is pretty clear. Mm -hmm. The smaller steps need to be figured out, but the vision is pretty clear Mm -hmm. and it doesn't actually involve Austin in a big way. It really does. And I think here's what sucks as creatives. Yeah. It's hard not to feel like Austin is necessary, you right. know? I mean, that's where a lot of the creatives are. But then I've realized, you know, stepping away from it, it creates this... <laughs> <laughs> it creates this weird yeah. thing where everyone's talking about making something and almost nobody's making anything. Yeah. And, and it's, that's it's similar not... to what I felt like in Los Angeles where mm-hmm. there, I hit this point where it was very clear... Nobody was doing anything with yeah. what they were saying, mm-hmm. and that—that's just not. I—I I pride myself on being somebody who will make the thing he said he was going to yeah. make, even if it's like the C-rated version. You're still going to do it of what A-rated is. Um, so there's all that, and there's just <laughs> there's so many people. I, I there's so many people. We we had so much fun being surrounded by not a lot of people. It was and fantastic. I think it sort of lit that small town kid thing yeah. in us of yeah. like clearly the city is maybe not conducive to conducive our mood. to the mood and to the lifestyle. Yada yada. Um, and a man, this is a huge bummer for me uh, when I got back. You know, I, I like to drink at bars and, and have mm-hmm. cocktails and explore that type, that mm-hmm. side of the city. It's one of the things I enjoy. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I can't. Is it because you it cut is. out alcohol for two I think weeks? it is. Okay. Um, and it wasn't like, oh, I need to take a break. It's just like, it's going to be easier. Well, like and, I wasn't like, drinking. Yeah. It's, and it just, it made sense. It made, yeah. And financially, it made yeah, sense. Financially like, made yeah, financially made sense. we're not spending $20 on drinks every day. Yeah, it just makes That's, a lot of you know yeah. twenty more dollars for a shower at the laundromat. So I came back and had a had a few like four four drinks, yeah. which is not. That's normal. That's normal. That's yeah. a normal night out. Mm-hmm. It's not like I knocked back four in an hour. It was over the course of an <laughs> yeah, evening. That was four bars. Yeah, and uh, I was so sick the next day. <laughs> okay, so you uh, like 
so I cut out alcohol yeah, yeah. for training. Yeah. So we're talking six months. Right. Over the last six months, I've had a total of, I think, five drinks. Sure. Four of them were on vacation in Montana. Yeah. One was like Memorial Day weekend. One was like a yeah. random Just thing. a random thing. I had, on our date night, mm-hmm. I had two drinks. Okay. I had one Derby Days at Jay Carver's yeah. and then one Old Fashioned. Good, right. And they, they and were really, really good. excellent, yeah. I felt so sick two hours later. Isn't and the next day felt like it's not that I felt buzzed or drunk. No, I, felt I felt sick. Yeah. So we're now an anti-alcohol podcast. Apparently, I guess. Because it's poison. Um, like, it's, it makes me it, it makes me mad on a level I don't think I can really get across. No, I get it too. Yeah. Because I used to very much enjoy, let's go to a brewery. Well, let's have I, an old-fashioned. I want to enjoy that. I That's, want to I enjoy want that. To enjoy <laughs> I want to have a drink. Um, we talked about this on the way I don't think I'm able to. Yeah. I want to enjoy a drink right. occasionally with yeah. people, but I don't think I can even do that. I don't know if I can. I So I went on a boat yesterday and everybody... What? Yeah. Uh, I do that sometimes. I, you um, didn't, okay. Okay. Well, you, well, you didn't ask. Uh, did you yeah. have fun? I did. I had fun. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just didn't want to drink at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird because I was surrounded by people, and that's a normal thing to mm-hmm. just have a drink to relax. That's like the be, most normal. It's the most normal place, place to, to have, have a drink. A drink. And I drink. I drink Coke Zero the whole time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're Scott Pilgrim. I'm Scott um, Pilgrim now. I uh, really <laughs> don't like that, but we're full circle we're now. There. We're back to straight yeah. edge. Well, when we went and saw it the next um, night, we went and saw Grease yeah. at the Blue Starlight Urban Drive-In. Shout yeah. out. And I had half a beer. Yeah. Felt sick. Felt sick, like, right? Felt, and that's what's confusing That's me, what's confusing. It's not, there's not a like drink, buzz, sick. Uh-huh. It's drink, sick. Yeah. It's sick. Not like... All, just my stomach, mm-hmm. uh, specifically. Yeah, stomach. My head hurts the next day. Head, yeah. Um, um, isn't this a bummer? It's a bummer a lot. Anyway. <laughs> look, l- let me be clear. I'm gonna keep trying, but like, uh, <laughs> let me be clear. I can't, like I'm gonna have a cadence I'm not where get, I look, try this a few times. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> Back to grits, guts, and that, determination. Yeah, look, I'm determined. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I like I, I went to uh, one of Joe's comedy shows on Saturday night. Oh, how was it? Uh, it was good. Was it, it was the good. It was the one, or... no, that was uh, this is Monk's Jazz Club. Monk's okay. does comedy on Saturday nights. There's you know a seven and a ten. It's mm-hmm. a really great show. Anybody listening who lives in Austin, go check it out. Some of the some of the best comics are hanging out there for that yeah. room because it's a cool room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Smaller, it seems like the best intimate. crew is doing Monk's on Saturdays and Creek and like Cave it. on Sundays. Creek and Cave on Sundays. Yeah, um, and Capital Underground on Thursdays. Capital Underground on Thursdays. Oh, and uh, just while we're talking about it, Joe's headlining Eastside Comedy Club on Saturday. On Saturday, so get your we tickets. Need to, yeah, yeah, get, we need to get out. tickets. Y'all should get Joe Joe Bagley, Bagley comedy. Yeah, wicked funny. Go check him out. <laughs> yeah, he's wicked funny. <laughs> he's wicked funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, race recap. Really race quick. recap. Yeah, yeah, we said we would do that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, gun goes off. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. How did we get there? We drove. When did we wake up? We woke up at 1.30. How was that? It was fine. Yeah. I mean, it's waking up at 1.30. I yeah. would argue waking up at 1.30 is easier than 4 because uh, you've yeah. only been asleep. For like two hours. You haven't been in deep sleep yet. No, So you really. just kind of get up. Yeah. Wake up. I'm pretty stoked. Like yeah. Well, you you drove. I drove. I, yeah. Well, that that was a control thing. Yeah, Just yeah. if I'm not driving, I would have been nervous Freaking probably. Out. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, there was only one day where I was nervous Which leading day? up to the race. It was a Wednesday, I think. Okay. Wednesday was the only day that I was ever like 
I feel nervous. The day before we went to the Airbnb. Yeah. Uh, with mom and dad. Mom and dad. Yeah. Um, Is that because you knew people were getting there and you weren't with them yet? I, no, I, I I think there was just a time to be nervous, and it was yeah. Wednesday. And it was Wednesday. All right. And so, other than that. I mean, one, being surrounded by family and by loved ones yeah. is conducive to just feeling good, feeling excited, yeah. feeling supported was, I walk away the thing I'm most thankful for is I clearly have a group of people and a family that is yeah. that loves me. and Quite a large group. And, and it's kind of mine. And, and I pray to God yeah. that I can love each person in that group. Quick note for the listeners, like most people had two or three crew members max <laughs> and that was their entire support system. We had a gaggle. Gunner had four <laughs> crew members in total. A fifth alternate who who rotated into the crew, mm-hmm. and then at any given point in time, there were between six and twelve people standing there, standing there, which as, was just for support, just to hang out. Yeah, which, I mean, again, like my easily the biggest group we had, mind blowing. Yeah, um, there were teams that didn't have that many people. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it was so fun. And yeah, good. dude, so fun. Uh, so gun goes off. Gun goes at off 4 at four a.m. You start pretty fast. I, I mean, like, I started easy. Yeah. The, the whole thing for me was run your race. Yeah. Didn't wear a watch. Yeah. Was just like, this is too long to be obsessed with pace, to be obsessed with mm-hmm. a thing on my wrist. Run your race. Don't pace off of somebody. Don't just don't get caught up in, in what yeah. anyone else is doing. The goal and the hope was 18:30, and and I yeah. said the whole time, like if, that was always your goal. If, if it's a good day, I do believe 18:30 is within the realm of possibility. Yeah, and then I would always. You heard me every time. If I ever said what I wanted to do, yeah, you always followed it up. Followed with, up with I could get dead last. Yeah, it's the mountains. Yep, it's altitude. Yep, it's my first hundred. Like. Yep. All of those. I things. feel like I did a good job of always being realistic. Of like, here's my goal. Yeah. But this is a distance in which goals don't matter. Not really. Yeah. And I always, I always made it very clear. Like, I am aware that if one thing goes wrong, we are looking at a very long day. Yeah. And so, gun goes off. Fist pound, Darian. Shouts yeah. out, Darian. Twenty-four hour. I think he did twenty-four hours. A little yeah. over. Says he had a bad race. Says he had a bad race. Homeboy had a great race. Every time I saw him passing through a checkpoint, he looked great. Looks, so. I mean, he looks great. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, but Fitzpoundarian start going and fell into a rhythm pretty quick. Like, just yeah. sort of fell, like, eased. The whole thing was just ease into what feels good. Yeah. Eased into that and felt good for about seven miles. And then at about mile eight or nine, I noticed that my heart rates, like I can feel right. my heart rate. You can tell your heart's beating too fast. And that's just abnormal. Like yeah. I've done track workouts that I'm pushing it to the max and I do not right. feel, I don't feel my heart beating. Yeah. So I feel that I think, well, maybe I'm, I'm just amped up sure. from the gun going up, just beginning of the race. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just sort of some jitters and there's there's not really a way to train for a 4 a.m start time yeah i mean unless you're a nerd Uh, (laughs) and so i i feel that but i I just kind of chalk it up to like that's probably gonna go away it's just and then it didn't yeah and then it actually got like it It just progressively worse it kept getting worse and i uh, a guy started talking to me uh fawn shout out fawn 
REI running uh, general manager, director. Sure. Uh, I think he went sub 20. So, Dude, heck yeah. Shout out to him. We talked for a minute, and I finally had to say, like, dude, I, I got to stop talking. Like, I yeah. can't breathe. Like, yeah. I, I was just getting overwhelmed with this feeling of, like... And I'm going to ask this now because it becomes important later. Mm -hmm. Did you at this point think maybe I should take a hit from my inhaler? Yeah, I did. So okay. I... We get to mile 14, May Queen, which yeah. is the first aid station. I'm not seeing crew till mile 24. Right. I stop. I take off my rain jacket. I hit my inhaler. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Yeah. Like... And I fill my water. Bottle, we so. we knew that was going to be a quick stop, so we didn't yeah. even care to go there. Yeah, there would have yeah. been no point. And it was, as you saw, parking's yeah. horrible. Parking's terrible. Yeah. Start going, and from May Queen, you have about five miles, six miles, where you're pretty much going up a mountain, yeah. uh, Sugarloaf Mountain, which kind of sneaks up on you, and then you're going to go down power lines. So a big climb and then a big descent. Yeah. And I ran pretty much every step of the climb, fighting to breathe, just yeah. the whole time. Like I can't. Can't get a breath. Can't get a breath. Can't get a yeah. breath. Don't and just didn't know what to do about it. Like yeah. you'd already taken a hit from the inhaler. Inhaler, so I know I have to, to wait. Yeah, you gotta wait. So now I'm like, I, I mean, maybe it'll go away. If, sure. Is it the cold? Is it the early is morning? It the wet? Is, is it, it yeah. yeah? All the things. But it's also 100 miles. It's also I, 100 miles. Yeah. I also know like there's a mental level at which if I read into this too much, I'm it'll gonna overcalculate yeah. it. Spiral. It's a bad day. Let's quit. Yeah. So I'm just like, I can't breathe. Cool. Okay. Can't breathe. So. Which in your head, does that mean you now slow down or does I, it? I did. Yeah, I yeah. backed off the pace a ton. Yeah. Like really just back. And plus we're going uphill. So I'm yeah. just like. You're like, all right, cool. We're going uphill. Let's take our time. And then we, we crest Sugarloaf. And from sh the top of Sugarloaf, you basically start going down power line. There's yeah. a bit of a descent. Then you hit power line. You go down. And we hit that and I just start flying. And, mm -hmm. I, and I actually feel kind of good. I'm like, okay, I can actually breathe a little bit. So yeah. I was just let, I, I felt good. So I start running, ran all the way into Outward Bound aid station, mile 24. At what point did you notice your nipple was bleeding? Like mile 22. Yeah. I mean, it's a white shirt. So it was, yeah. and it just, you know, the comedy is I've never had that. Never. I have never nipple chafed, no. and I'm just bleeding out of my nipple. Gunner's known for two things, running far and having rhino nipples. Like yeah, th Those are the yeah, two things. Yeah, honestly. And, uh, I mean, I never run with a shirt, but yeah, it's that's probably part 40 of it. degrees outside, yeah. so I'm wearing a shirt. Wearing a shirt. So I roll in. I've got this blood stain on my shirt. I think I look good. Right. In, in my head, I'm in like, head. no one can tell. In reality. In reality, Jenny's immediately like, he does not look good. Mm -hmm. Like... That's not what my husband looks like at mile yeah. twenty four. Yeah, yeah, and, and she she knew she that right. she didn't say anything to me, no. but I find out she said to y'all. Yeah, and so I we do the pit stop and I start running out of outward bound and it's flat. It's flat at this point. Mm -hmm. I get about a mile out of outward bound and I out loud have to go stop running. Yeah, and so I stopped running because I I was like you were starting to like I was starting to hyperventilate. Yeah, like yeah. I couldn't breathe. And I felt my heart beating in my head, okay. like pounding in my head. So after Outward Bound, you had to take a walk break. I had to take a walk break. To calm down. To calm down. Walked for about a mile, ate some gummy bears, and then from there ran pretty much every step. There was another part, like about a quarter mile where I walked, mm -hmm. but ran pretty much every step from Outward Bound all the way to the mile 38 at Twin yeah. Lakes. And, and at this point, how's your heart rate? How's your breathing? Horrible. Yeah. I, you know, can't breathe. Heart, yeah. like, <laughs> at one point, my left 
like forearm started mm-hmm. like cramping up. Wow. And I actually out like thought like I'm either about to throw a clot or yeah. I'm having a heart attack, right. which is insane. Yeah. Like there's no way right. that's there's what's no happening. way that's happening right now. <laughs> like this can't this of all the things that of could be all happening. The it that cannot be derail this. the race. Right. This. Um, On the other hand, great way to go out. Fair. Um I, I mean, you know, I'm a fan of like if you're gonna go out, have no excuse. Yeah, heart yeah. attack would have been a great like great, you know. It was a heart attack, guys. Yeah, guys. <laughs> heart attack. What would have sucked was like mile thirty six, you had a heart attack. Yeah. Like, you're not like, even halfway through. Yeah. Um so I come into Twin Lakes and I say like I think the first thing I said was like, I can't breathe. Yeah, that's the first thing you said. And I think y'all were like, we know. Yeah. Like we all collectively were like, we're, we're aware. We're aware. Um, what can we do? And you know, there's really nothing. You, yeah. We had to chalk it up to its out its altitude, altitude and its asthma. Yeah. And those two are just clearly not mixing today. Um Which has to suck for you because of how many training runs you took and felt great. Dude, it yeah, it did. And that, you know, people have asked, were you just not acclimated yet? Yada, yada. No, you were acclimated. I was acclimated. I really think, and I only say this because I passed another guy from yeah. Salt Lake who was also like, I can't breathe. Yeah. And Salt Lake's, you yeah. got, you're at altitude yeah. and you have access to higher altitude. I really think that above about 8,000 feet. Yeah. And we're at, you start at 10. You start at 10, yeah. I think above that, it's just luck of the draw for, yeah. from a like, like what, whatever your body's doing whatever, that day. However your body responds that day. Yeah. My body responded on race day, not well. Yeah. And that's just reality. And that was yeah. like. And I'll I, say it this time and we'll say it again, but collectively we're all more proud of you for finishing because of all the things that happened and because you woke up having a shitty day mm-hmm. with with your breathing. Yeah. Than if you had had a perfect day. Oh, frankly, I like from the moment I've finished, I've been like, I'm actually more thankful and more proud yeah. of this finish. Yeah. Than if everything had gone according to plan and it was like a fast time yeah. and like, you know, all the things that you envision when you're training this hard. Right. I I would not have appreciated, you know, what no. this experience was. So mile thirty eight, can't breathe. Do you want the poles? I said no. That was the dumbest thing I've ever said in my entire life. Moving yes, it was. forward. Moving forward. Anytime I'm running a race with any elevation gain, poles, mountains or no poles, I'm using pole or mountains yeah. or no mountains. I'm using poles. That was the stupidest. I wasn't the only one not using poles. No, you weren't. But I was one of the few. You were one of the few. And I will and, never uh, make that mistake again. Um yeah. so, <laughs> I ran pretty much every step from Twin Lakes to Winfield and back. Mm-hmm. That's about 7,200 feet of elevation gain and loss. It's also about 30 miles. About 30 miles. I could have done it faster had I had poles, number mm-hmm. one. But when I came back into Twin Lakes, the first thing I said this time was my quads are blown out. Yeah. Like, my the <laughs> you were like my quads are done my quads are done like they're fried yeah. they're done i'm stupid i get it maybe the third thing you said was give me the poles and, and then i said give me the poles yeah and so you know at this point we're about three hours off of the 1830 mark that mm-hmm. we were aiming for and we know we're gonna keep coming and we know it's gonna keep slowing down like we've all collectively decided not the day we plan for that's that's okay that's okay um, Did you get from the crew what you needed insofar as understanding and motivation? Oh, to- what I appreciate more than, well, 
more than most things is at no point did someone on the crew say, are the plans changing or do right. you want to keep st-? We it just was, rolled. We all naturally just rolled with yeah. the punches literally. Yeah. And, and that's the sign of a good crew. Yeah. Like you chose your crew very well. I, man, I'm so thankful for my crew. <laughs> um, so pick up the pacer Walker, get mm-hmm. the poles mm-hmm. and we're at mile 62 here. Mm-hmm. And I tell Walker, Hey, it's a, it's uphill or up mountain for about the next four miles. And then around mile 71, there's an aid station. And then there's outward bound at like mile 76. Yeah. Let's walk to that aid station and like refuel. And then we'll run outward bound. Yeah. Just thinking like, let's take some time. I, I've been running pretty Which much all a day. Smart move running pretty much all day at this point. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, time's off the, we're going to finish. I right. know that. Like we're still well within. Oh, we're, yeah, <sighs> We're in like a 25-hour time frame at this point. At this point, we're looking at a 24, 25-hour finish. Yeah, which is great. Which is like, great. I'm yeah. stoked. You're still doing very well. I've done well. the hardest part yeah. without balls. <laughs> I can't breathe. Tell me, okay, real quick, uh, at the Winfield turnaround, what happened? Dude. Because you, you had like just gotten there, and you said you were sitting down, you were sitting down for a rest, and yeah. what happened? So I, I get to Winfield. It's pandemonium. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna sit down for a second to like drink a water bottle and refill it. Yeah. I sit down and no sooner do I sit down does an aid station person say, dude, three out this closed in three hours. You gotta go. Yeah. And I look back and he was just trying to make sure I didn't sit too long. Yeah. It's a great aid station. It's a great aid station, yeah. In the moment I wanted to punch this guy in the right. freaking face. Like because probably he just wanted you to stand up. Yeah. And but I know you and what you mm-hmm. heard was get out. Yeah, I heard get out. And so I got out. And so you got um, out. And <laughs> just run my way pretty much all the way back up to the top of Hope Pass from yeah. Winfield, which is way harder than the Twin Lakes side. And thank God I saw our buddy Elmer from uh, Runner Hats. Yeah. Shout out to Elmer, man. Shout out Elmer. He was up there. I was out of water. Oh, wow. And he could tell. And yeah. he let me take a drink of his water bottle. And so Dude. that was a lifesaver. Well, and Elmer was able to tell Juan where you were. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> I get up and over Hope Pass. I cry at Hope Pass because yeah. as soon as I get to the top. The hardest part's over. It just sinks in. Like, yeah. you're going to finish this race. Mm-hmm. Like, the hardest part's over. You're over halfway there. You're about to be back with your crew. Mm-hmm. You get a pacer. Home stretch, baby. Hardest part's over. Little did we know. <laughs> um, so get get yeah. Walker. Get the poles. We have our plan. We're going to walk to Half Pipe, mm-hmm. aid station, run from there. <laughs> We're walking, having a good time. And it starts raining. Mm. We had been told that it would not, that it would not, and we listened, mm-hmm. meaning we did and not take a rain jacket. But what jackets you have on instead? I had on a puffer jacket. What happens to puffer jackets it when they get wet? It soaks up all the water. Mm-hmm. So, with about two miles between us and half pipe, yeah, we get dumped on. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm trying my best to keep spirits up. Yeah. As I'm getting cold, yeah. like as I'm getting colder, I'm trying harder to like, because Walker doesn't have a rain jacket either. He has one on, but it's a bad one. So okay. he's also getting he's cold. also getting cold and wet. We're we're both pretty cold. Yeah, and so <laughs> I'm starting to shake, but I'm trying to crack jokes. Yeah. Finally, I go, dude, I'm so cold. Like yeah. I am so cold right it. now. Yeah. I finally admit I'm cold. 
and I'm running through all these scenarios like what if I go hypothermic and we're out here and mm-hmm. he has to like run and get just all you know just make it to the aid station we make it to the aid station there's a heater and broth so I like go to the heater I get broth and I tell Walker 10 minutes like yeah. 10 minutes let's warm up and then let's get out of here we've got to keep going like we're not gonna lose that much time yeah 10 minutes goes by, I stand up and start shaking so severely that a medic grabbed me Pulls and you into pulled a me into a tent. So this is about the time that we over at Outward Bound are starting to get concerned. Mm-hmm. We knew you were behind and we started seeing people who were behind you come through. Yeah. And we get this text from Walker, Gunner's in the med tent. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Jenny has to flip a switch yeah. from worried wife to medical professional. Mm-hmm. And we start gathering information. We go to our med tent to try and get more info, see if they can talk to your med tent and mm-hmm. get a bead on what's going on. Yeah. We can't use your name. They won't use names over the radio. So mm-hmm. we're using your, your tracker number, which they didn't know. And uh, it was it was pretty hectic to try and get any type of clear information. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's the nature of a race like this. Everybody's trying to text everybody. Uh-huh. Service is horrible. Service is bad. People are telling one person Walkers this thing. trying to talk to the yeah. medics, talk and to us, me, and talk to y'all. Which is just a recipe for bad communication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but so, he did his best. Like, he did his absolute yeah, best. Yeah, did his best. Um, got the critical information to us. Mm-hmm. Mainly, he's still in the med tent. Yeah. Still in the med tent. Still in the med tent. So, we make the decision... As a crew, all right, we're going to get Nick to the to the med tent at half pipe so that he can swap out Walker as a pacer. Mm-hmm. He's fresh. He's not cold. Yeah. And uh, get you going. Mm-hmm. They cautioned us against going because they said the med people would try and convince us to convince you to quit. Which is true. So we're flipping a coin headed there anyway. Yeah. They might not even let us see you if we're mm-hmm. pretty hell-bent on yeah. getting you out of there. So this is happening... They're talking to Walker about yeah. how to get you guys to the tent. Yeah. I'm thinking, I've got to get better before they get here. Exactly. Because if I see them look concerned, I'm going to quit. Yeah. So all this is happening. I'm shaking, saying, I'm okay, I'm, like, I'm okay, I'm okay. And they're like, you're not okay. Like, yeah. You are not okay. Yeah. Um, and you can tell the medics are like, we are this close. Yeah, we're this close to pulling you. You're like, you're getting closer to the point where we have to tell you to stop. Yeah. So I'm like, just give me a minute, give me a minute. They leave the tent. Walker's sitting there and does like the best thing a pacer could do, and that is not say anything. Yeah. Because I could tell Walker wanted to say, maybe you should quit. Yeah. Maybe you should stop. Kept like, his mouth shut. Kept his mouth. I start crying again, yeah. and I say out loud, I can't quit. I can't quit. Yeah. Like, part of it's hubris for sure. Sure, but sure. also like too many people are here. Too much money has been spent. Too much time has been spent getting ready for this fucking race. Like, I'm not going to quit. Yeah. Plus, the story's already that it couldn't breathe. Let's go ahead and throw hypothermia on it, too. Yeah. So I shake and shake and shake. And finally, like, I stop shaking. And I stand up. Don't shake. Sit by a warmer for a sec. Don't shake. And I know, like, I have to start running right now. Yeah. So I look at Walker, and I'm like, we're leaving mm-hmm. right now. Grab my jacket, zip it up, and I ran out of the tent. Yep. He texts us hastily, <laughs> Gunner's running out of the tent, and we flipped it all around. Yep, got the truck stuck. <laughs> we did get the truck uh, high and centered. 
and then we got it unstuck. And then we got it unstuck. But I I ran from half pipe to hour bound. So ran five miles. Like mm-hmm. just rallied yeah. completely. Get you, getting your core temp up. Got the core temp up. Gets it hour bound. You know, we're two hours behind. Like we've gone from we have five hours of cushion to we pretty much have no We've got cushion. like no cushion left. Like we have cushion, but you can't treat you it can't like, treat it like cushion. cushion. So I get to the aid station. I change shirts while I'm mm-hmm. walking. Like do all the stuff we're while we're swapping we're, everything. We're walking yeah. as we're swapping. Nick hops on, mm-hmm. and we start going. We have a seventeen hundred foot climb yeah. coming up, and I just tell Nick like I can't run. Yeah, but I, you've got to keep me moving forward. Yeah, and dude, Nick hand fed me, hand what like watered me, like yeah. kept it going. Twelve miles of just absolute death march. At one point, my feet were so swollen that mm-hmm. like my shoes were were too tight. So tight, you had to switch shoes. It took three miles of thinking about it for me to finally muster up the courage to ask like Nick, "Can we switch shoes?" Yeah, and God, God bless Nick Hearn because those shoes were too small for him. Yeah, <laughs> but we switched shoes. We death march it all the way to May Queen. We mm-hmm. get to May Queen, sit down, drink broth, real quick. There, there's a stop before May Queen. Sort of. Oh my gosh, dude! There's a rave. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. So up at the top, you go up power line, seventeen hundred mm-hmm. feet, and you crest Sugarloaf, and you're coming down Sugarloaf. And in the middle, like right in that area, there's like RVs and glow sticks and EDM music, and there's a rave going on. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the trail. Yep. So. Which apparently happens every year. Every single year. Yeah. So not only are like we're death marching, people are offering whiskey. It smells like weed. Did you think you were hallucinating for a minute? No. I knew I wasn't hallucinating yet. I also, Walker had told me to expect it. So that helped. Um, Yeah. Any pacer who doesn't tell their runner about that is a meme because (laughs) I could see how that would seem like a hallucination. So we see that I ate a rice krispie treat there. Yeah, <laughs> we death march it to May Queen. That's where I'm picking up Jenny, and it's like, it's a weird feeling because you're 12 miles away, yeah. and you know you're moving. We're moving slow, like yeah. it's 88 miles of not breathing yeah. and being hypothermic at one point. Like it takes its toll. It's taking its toll, and. We're moving slow, but I I just know like we're gonna make it. Like yeah. I was so comforted by like we're gonna make it. The the race is over. We're gonna make it. There was a feeling at May Queen that the struggle was over. Yeah, like and I mean the course is easier yeah. from there. We did. Uh, you go around Turquoise Lake on this like mm-hmm. single track, and about that's two, the part, that's the part I ran with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you saw that part. Yeah. The trees everywhere. The trees everywhere, yeah. Um, two miles in, the trees started turning into people. Sure. And I like out loud go, Jenny, the trees are people. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you're joking, right? And I was like, no. no. And she goes, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat down and she like force fed me pretzels yeah. and like drank some electrolytes. And I mean, from there, like we death march. Yeah. The whole thing. And I'm like having trouble... Stay mm-hmm. like the floors, the like ceiling, wobbling. just yeah, yeah. everything is distorted. We tried to run at one point and it was slower than walking. Yeah. So Jenny texted uh <laughs> that you tried to run and it wasn't pretty. Dude, it hurts so much. Yeah. Um, and so we just walk until that last mile. We run into family, mom, dad, Juan, Walker, Nick. 
Chuckles, Brindy, Kyle, Amy, Sim, just everybody that was there, Reagan. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start walking and just, man, I love that they let y'all do let They Dude, let us do that. That like, was huge. That last mile that you get to share with your family. And, um, I mean, you, you would ask me on the way home, like, what was the, the like, what's a part you're walking away with? Or, mm-hmm. you know, were there moments with God? And I told you like, well, with God, there was that moment at the top yeah. of hope pass coming back of like, I can do anything that mm-hmm. that was it. But man, that last half mile walking with family, brother, wife, like that is the first time in my life that I've ever, well, the whole experience, but that moment was like the first time that I've ever like been open to the fact and received the fact that like I am loved and I am, I am supported and loved by, by people. And, and that is something I truly hope that I carry with me because you know, it makes me realize like I, I spend a lot of time and energy trying to earn love that I already have. Yeah. Especially from the people that give it the most freely you, Jenny, mom, dad. Um, and like that, that was just overwhelming. And so we're walking and I see the finish line and Jenny starts jogging, and I guess because I was just delirious, that mm-hmm. like triggered something in me to start running. Yeah, you started running, which was weird. I start running, and it's like a running to the finish run. Yeah, but we are half a mile away. Yeah, you started way too fast. Like, but it's like yeah, you, once we, you started, we've already started. Already started. So we ran like the last half yeah. mile, crossed the finish line, and I just like breakdown yeah yes you were done, like you were done moving under your own power for the rest First, of the day yeah i couldn't like i yeah. everybody around you kind of gathered and carried you off to the side <laughs> and i sat down and like people were like what do you need and i was like i don't know yeah you're like I, I, i've, I've known a- what to do and what i need every moment for the yeah. past six months i now do not know yeah you realize that you never go over what you're going to do after you cross the finish line yep <laughs> yeah, that's so, not part of the plan. That's not part of the plan. Crossing the finish line is, and we did that. But after that, yeah. So, so you just kind of sat there and got loved on for a little there. bit. It was great. Uh, Had like half a beer. Yeah. Got sick. Yeah. Um. Ah. Uh, yeah. That was the race. Yeah, man. The scariest part was that night. I fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I forgot about this. Well, I'd already napped on the couch yeah. for a little while. Woke but, up, yeah. ate some pizza, went brushed my to, teeth, yeah. went back to sleep. You and Jenny woke me up, mm-hmm. and I was in such a deep sleep yeah. that when y'all woke me up, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. I You were bit, genuinely scared. I was like, you. I could tell y'all could tell. Yeah. Like, I was genuinely horrified because yeah. I barely knew that you were Seth. There's like that second where you're like, well, he's joking. And then there's the split second after that where you're like, no, he's, <laughs> he's very confused. I was so confused. Yeah. I now know how And then you tried to go down the stairs by yourself. I mean, I had the rail. Yeah. <laughs> it was painful. That was, uh, I can honestly say waking up the next morning is the most pain I've ever been in. Yeah. Just like. Everything. Everything hurt. But we did it. We did it, man. It's over. Time to not try not to think about the next thing yeah just we kind of know what the next thing is we kind of have ideas we have ideas but like we on the way home we had to be like stop stop 
Yeah. No ideas. Just, just be. Just be for a minute. Leave them be. Let's talk crap we'll, on a um, microphone. Go to some comedy shows. <laughs> what do you want to leave? Uh, what do you want to leave the people with? The one takeaway from from Leadville. Oh, there's so many takeaways. I know, but like the people, just the people. <laughs> All of our our uh, whatever your Leadville is. Yeah. Go do it because you can. Right. I on like, I I, I am so thankful for everyone who has reached out with congratulations with yeah. can't believe you did it you know in the running community have experienced a, a lot of welcoming that i feel yeah. undeserving of shout out to don at speedland Dude. shout out again to darian shout out every single person um, we encountered in the running community was so positive and so mm-hmm. welcoming it was it was pretty magnificent it Dude, made me want to be a part of it yeah well it made me open up to being a part of it. Yeah. Shout out Hella, shout out Robbie Ballinger, so nice. yeah. um, sh- shout out Shad up in the Rockies, <laughs> just a monster mountain athlete. Yeah. Just just everyone who gave advice, who went on a run, who talked mm-hmm. for a sec, like that meant the world and that experience was unmatched. And throughout this, there's been a lot of people like, I can't, I can't run a hundred miles. I, I can never imagine, you know, that, that thing. Mm-hmm. But it sh- I'm always struck with this overwhelming feeling of you don't have to run 100 miles. Yeah. But whatever your 100 miles is, whatever yeah. your Leadville is. Go do it. Go do it. <laughs> go do it. And I love that you can say that from a place of I did mine and it didn't go perfectly. At all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a clear idea of how I wanted it to go. Did not go that way. Did not go that way. It might never go. I might never try it again. But Maybe. like it might never go that way. But yeah. truly, 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 whatever your 100 miles is, whatever your Leadville is, please go do it. Yeah. Please go do it. Bye, Bye y'all. Bye, y'all.